0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dayton, Ohio, it's time for Dayton Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Welcome to Dayton Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Vice President with Solid Blend Technologies, Inc., Mr. Ken Elric. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Stone. Thank you for having us on. Well, we are delighted to have you on the program. Been looking forward to this conversation for some time now. Would you please help us get just kind of an, an overview, a primer, if you would, on mission purpose? What, what are you guys out there trying to do for folks?
0: Uh, well, our purpose is the way we look at it is why we do what we do, uh, which for the healthcare. And assisted living facilities, we're safeguarding water use in their facilities. Uh, Our mission, you know, what we do every day, uh, which really kind of surround our purpose, is we respond rapidly, uh, remove remove worry, and we reduce costs. So we call it the three R's, R squared.
1: Well, I continue to be amazed at the... All of the wheels that are turning and the parts that are moving behind a variety of operations. We interview a lot of folks, entrepreneurs, senior level execs in large organizations, uh, associations. And there's always so much more to the operation than at least I initially recognized. So I guess it never occurred to me that that has got to be a mission critical. Absolutely. No mistakes allowed. Having good water running through a facility like that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and you, and you think about it. Most people think of water, they think of using water to clean themselves. And so what we do, we look at water and find the problems and then we clean
1: the water so it can be used. And so you, you are cleaning it there on site with your systems, processes, gizmos?
0: Yes, and it could be using the use of chemistry. It could be the use of filtration. Uh, but the key to it is monitoring it and understanding what the client's needs are with the water and bringing it into compliance or keeping it in compliance uh, so they have clean water.
1: All right. So that's an interesting thing to talk about and unpack a little bit as well. And I'm going to draw from um, my experience in interviewing people uh, who help companies with cybersecurity, right? They're, they're, they're helping yeah. folks not get attacked and all. And in that environment, the weak link often is not the technology. It's the, is the people like the, the whole opera can fall apart if the, People don't exercise a few key disciplines. I I'm just wondering are there some parallels in your, in your world? Do you, need to, do you need to educate staff and owners and maybe even residents to some degree as well as, par, as part of your process?
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. That's a great question. So the assumption is when we're bringing water into a building, that wherever that water is coming from, it's already pre treated and clean. Well, if you think of a water distribution system throughout a system, throughout a city, it could be hundreds and hundreds of miles. Water main breaks, failures in the system. You may be getting water that's not up to par, up to standard. So, educating the people in the buildings, that proactively monitoring your water to keep it safe for patients, visitors, uh, your team members is critical.
1: So, I got to ask, how does one get in this business? Like, what's the what's the Ken Elric backstory?
0: <laughs> Good question. Uh, I was actually in a, uh, my career started in a facilities position in a a local Dayton hospital network. And as I grew and learned in organization, uh, I realized how important water was. I saw an opportunity of providing service versus offering a chemical or a piece of equipment to take care of it, but actually be having boots on the ground uh, to satisfy the needs for these water systems. So in 99, 1999, uh, decided to start a service company, uh, to maintain these water systems. It's really launched off really well.
1: All right. So you started to start, you <clears throat> started to have this company, but that was new and different for you right now. You're not only a, a practitioner, a person who, who, who cares about water and has some idea to help people. Now you got to run a business that, that had to be a shift for you. Oh, that was,
0: yes, that was a huge shift. So I think many entrepreneurs, when they start a business, you know they've got this high level thinking of where they're going to be, what they need to do. Uh, but as a business starts, you don't have the resources to bring off all the people you you need. So you're doing a lot of that work. You're the salesperson. You're the, the HR person. You're the uh, you're sending out the invoices, receiving payments. You're doing the sales. Uh, it's overwhelming. And so the more busy you get doing the day to day stuff you kind of lose lose sight of the vision of what you saw when you first started the company. And so if it wouldn't have been for Aileron, uh, we got engaged with them and well actually signed up to go through the course for presidents in 2009. Uh, before I got the nerve up 2011 I actually went through the course for presidents and it just opened my eyes. You know, I had to get out of the weeds.
1: So what first prompted you to reach out for, um, some input, some counsel from an organization uh, like Aileron, what, what was the catalyst that you said, man, I got to talk to these folks?
0: Well, as, a, as the business started to grow, uh, I, I could walk into the, the office and you could just tell morale was terrible. Mm. And I always kind of thought that, man, I just hired a bunch of bad people. And I was kind of, what's ends. you know, revenues were good. Business was growing. We were doing a great job, providing a great service for the clients, But the people's, the, the morale was just terrible. And it got to where I didn't want to be at work anymore. Uh, it's uh, I made a visit to Aileron, not knowing who they were or what they provided. Uh, it was during a tour and went through this, this video that Clay Matil, the, the founder of, of Aileron. And I felt like he was speaking directly to me. And I thought, man, I need to come to this place. And it, like I said, it took me two years to go there. I signed up for the course, uh, got a notification, it's time to go to the course. And I just felt like, man, I can't go to this place. I'm not a, a business owner. You know, how am I going <laughs> to compare to other, other business owners? So it took two years to go there. And when I came out of the class, my, I saw light at the end of the tunnel. And all the fixes that I needed wasn't my people, it was me. You know, I was the one that's really creating most of the problems within the organization.
1: Well, what a marvelous discovery and what a, what a terrific breath of fresh air that must have been for you. So do you feel like you came out of that with some some disciplines that you could, I guess I'm looking for, did you feel like you came out of that with some self-efficacy so you weren't necessarily totally dependent on aileron every step of the way going forward? you came out of there with some things you could apply on your own from there forward?
0: Oh, very much so. So they have a kind of what they call the dock model which is direction, uh, operation, and control. And they kind of lay a template out for you. Uh, And then they have a a business advisor sit down and help you with strategic planning, which is something we've never done. And, you know, over the years progressed through, you know, we've taken some different courses out there, but they've connected us with other people and other resources to really help us grow, to to help business owners and leadership teams uh, grow and be very efficient in what they do.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Okay, so now you're on the other side of that. You've got this foundation put into place. So this day and age, uh, what are you finding the most challenging now? Where are you putting your attention toward things you want to tweak and, and, and polish now?
0: Well, what we're really focusing on now is focus. So as a business, you know, as we started the business, you're taking on, whatever business you can just to meet payroll, pay bills, stay afloat. Uh, But what happens is you really can't put much of a message out to clients if everyone is your customer, right? So what we're really doing now is really focusing on uh, what clients we can better serve. It's a better better fit for us.
1: Well, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for an organization like you, Like, like yours, I would think that that would be a bit of a challenge just to have the kind of conversation you and I are having, you know, like if you were having this type of conversation with a, a, a conglomerate or, uh, an entrepreneur who ran a facility, I could see you guys making a really quick connection and going from there, but just the day in day out sales and marketing of your business. It's uh, I bet it's different than most of what I've come across.
0: It is very different. It's, it's very specific and it's very technical. So creating the communications or marketing messages are typically to like infection prevention, maybe public health officials, uh, facilities, people in a hospital or assisted living facility. Uh, So it's very targeted and very specific to their language. And we can't talk on our day to day, uh, how we speak internally. So we have to understand what their language is. So a lot of it's medical type terms.
1: But, but, but the, the, um, foundation for so much of it sounds like it's rooted in uh, in education and genuinely getting out there and trying to to serve in some way. Just You have to be serving in some way right out of the box, even before anybody even begins to think about writing you a check, it sounds like.
0: Very much so. You almost have to be the thought leader in this field, this arena. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of training for public health. We do training, uh, open workshop for people to come in and learn about water. So being a thought leader in this field is is really critical. So and, I, and keeping up to date on all the, the the requirements and regulations around it.
1: Oh, I hadn't even thought about that part. Aye, aye, aye which I which that's got to talk about a moving target. Uh, whoa, yeah, <laughs> you really do have to be diligent. So the with the COVID nineteen, and for those of you listening, if you're listening, because you know sometimes people listen to our programs years later, uh, we are sure. actually having this conversation in the summer of 2020. We're right, we're neck deep in this whole. COVID-19 thing. So anyway, the question I wanted to ask you, um, how are things going for you? What kind of impact is is the whole COVID-19 thing having for you guys?
0: Well, business-wise, it hasn't affected us that much. Uh, we do have clients uh, that's they don't inhabit their buildings anymore. Uh, our service team, huh. they work remotely anyways. Now they're having to wear more uh, specific personal protection equipment, a mask versus the gloves and the goggles. Uh, our internal team, you know, we've really transitioned very well to work from home. So it's very minimal at our office as well uh, as far as staffing goes. But the one thing most people don't think about is everyone's left the buildings to work from home. Now you've got these buildings full of water that's just become stagnant. Yeesh. You know, it's, it's ripe for, Waterborne pathogens like Legionella, E. coli, coliform to grow. Uh, Copper leaches out of the piping. Lead leaches out of the, the older piping. And so when people go back to work, you know, if they don't have some kind of maintenance program on their water system, it's going to be some nasty water.
1: So, he, going back to education, I'm operating under the impression you probably have some, I don't know, your 10 point guide or whatever. Look, gang, when you get back to work, here's some things you need to think through and get done as you're opening your doors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we've been, we we're very fortunate. We work with the Ohio Department of Health and Ohio EPA quite regularly due to the type of work we do. They came out with great guidance on reopening a building. And hopefully, a lot of these people are taking those guidances and going to, proactively prior to everyone coming back. But we work with a lot of our clients to be the boots on the grounds to help clean these buildings up before people come back.
1: Well, I think that's marvelous. And as you can imagine, I've run across some folks um, who feel like they're equipped to help people emotionally get back and ways to conduct yourself when you get back and some things to look out for. (laughs) But I, I, I haven't thought about the water, but that's again, that's a very real tactical thing that could uh, take the legs out from any business effort. If you don't manage that kind of those kinds of safety issues, huh?
0: Yes. It just, it's when you're thinking about the COVID-19, you're not really thinking about Legionnaires disease, stagnant water, Mm. Uh, and so the more we can put that out there for people to understand, uh, the better results they'll have when people come back.
1: Now, if someone who is listening to this would like to have a more substantive conversation with you or someone on your team, what's the best way for them to connect with you and, and reach out? I don't know if it's email or LinkedIn, but whatever you feel like is appropriate. I want to give them a path to, to have a, a conversation with you or somebody on your team.
0: Sure, or they can reach out through either LinkedIn, our website, email. Uh, any one of those platforms is a great way to get a hold of us.
1: Well, Ken, it has been an absolute delight having you on this show. Thanks so much for, for sharing your story, and please uh, keep up the good work, man.
0: Well, Stone, it's great uh, speaking with you again, sir.
1: All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Ken Elrick, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Dayton Business Radio.